Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. I am Poppy. And I am Holman. On this podcast, we'll be discussing sports and whatever else just comes to mind. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all being here, and we hope you're ready to have a good time with us. Let's get it. What's going on, Poppy? What's up, man? How you doing? Doing pretty good, buddy. How you doing today? I'm okay. Not too bad. I'm definitely in better shape than I was last week. Yeah, you got the no, you got... Sl- no sling this time. Yeah, you're not T Rexing it over there. That's that was harsh. It had to be done. It had to be said. Oh, okay. I mean, after after all the names that I've called you over the last two days, I guess I guess I kind of deserve that. <laughs> hey, you called me. You, you were you were rather rude yesterday. Oh, it wasn't that rude. I've said <laughs> I've said a hell of a lot worse. You have. That's for sure. Uh, but yeah, man, you got the shoulder checked out. Doc said you're you're good to go. A little PT, you'll be straight. Yeah, which I might just uh, I might just improvise my own PT. Do you know what you're doing? Uh, I have a trusted source here at the other end of the table. I can get some advice from. Who the hell said I was gonna help you? I just figured you would because you're nice. Yeah, I would. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I'll uh, I'll help you out, but understand that I am not a licensed therapist, and you are taking this advice at your own uh, own accord. It's so. not. It's it's probably nothing. I can't solve at the gym by doing very very light shoulder exercises. I don't stop until something breaks or pulls. Breaks or pulls. Yes, sir. So like K shirt. You're in trouble. I don't, I don't care. That's fair. You got a big weekend coming up though. <clears throat> yeah, so we are recording on Thursday, April the 21st. Um, yeah, it's actually a very big weekend. Tomorrow is Mom's birthday. Happy birthday, Mom. Yep, happy birthday, Mom. I See, I told Mom that she has to start listening to the podcast more. But I, I told her all she has to do is just turn on the episode and just turn the volume all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> so she won't even hear this, happy, this birthday shout-out. But uh, me and my sister are taking her out for dinner tonight. There you go. Yep, because tomorrow is the rehearsal dinner, and the and Saturday is my cousin's wedding. Big weekend, man. Very big weekend. So, <clears throat> Tyler will listen to this episode. Yes, he will. Tyler, from Poppy and Holman Sports Lab, congratulations. Congratulations, my man. Um, of course, I will see you tomorrow on Friday, and I will see you Saturday as well. Um, wouldn't miss this for the world. So I'm um, very, very excited. It's going to be a lot of fun for you. Yeah, I have to keep myself in check, though. <clears throat> yeah. Be- because I, like, so I was told I don't have to give a speech. I'm the best man. I'm, for, for people that don't know, I'm the best man in the wedding. Um, which, that's a scary fucking thought. <laughs> yeah, that was a, this is a bold strategy, Tyler. Let's see if it pays off for you. Right, right. So, uh, <laughs> so I was told I don't have to give a speech, but I do want to. Um, so it's written up. Um, I have to add like a, like my final few remarks. I got a nice little surprise coming to the end. Some you gotta add a little little heartfelt stuff. That's that's all I have to add now at this point. Which that which which in all honesty, I might improvise that. But then knowing my luck, I'll say f this, f that. Drop in some some f bombs. Right, right. Like like I'll like I'll say stuff that's because. From my understanding, it's not going to be like how it was at uh, our buddy <clears throat> Timber's wedding. Yeah. I know you weren't there, but it's not going to be how it was at Ty's wedding. 
like it's going to be like a like a mix of all of of all ages. Yeah. So, um, I have to be, I have to definitely be on my best behavior because I don't know because of course my grandmother my grandmother will be there. Um, my cousin's my cousin's fiance. Her name is Kelsey. Um, all of her family will be there. I don't want to offend anybody. Yeah. Um, you gotta, you gotta lock it in. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> I have to lock it in while I get the speech. Afterwards, fuck this free game. There, there's that f bomb you were worried about. Well, I'm getting him out of the way now. I can. Smart man. It's like Nick Merckx before he got onto Streaming Ninja. That's a, that's a great Nick Merckx clip. Yeah, we still gotta reach out to him. <clears throat> yeah, I still have it. I don't know why. We're building up a following. We're trying. We're trying. Yeah. Nick, help us out. Yeah, Nick Merckx. When we send when you send when we send you the link to this episode, although I feel like we said that for the last <clears throat> four episodes now at this point. Yeah. Also, so with 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 the move and everything like that, I haven't had a whole. I haven't been listening to the episodes in real time. Um, well, of course I haven't been listening in real time, but I haven't been listening like the day or the a day or two after. So I so with my shoulder injury and not being able to work out or anything like anything like that, I took a lot of time to catch up on the episodes. Yeah. Half the time when I'm listening to the episodes, I'm thinking, what the fuck are we talking about? Like what? <laughs> like, I can't give you specific examples right now. Perfect example. Okay. Yes, I can give you a specific I was going to say, so apparently you can. I, 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 I definitely can. Why were we even talking about Maroon 5? And like, I, and like, I don't know. I, I don't know how we got there. I apologize to the guy, but the dude whose last name I couldn't pronounce, I'm like, like, what are we talking about? I don't know. I think that's why people come to the show. They listen in. They really do be handing this, these things out to anybody now, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> they just hand them out to whoever they, whoever they freaking want. Yeah. Good gracious. I said my piece on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you are in a mood today. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. <clears throat> the lady at Taco Bell really got you, get you, get you all riled up. Oh, I don't want to start. Um, well, then let's get started on the NBA here. Um, I was thinking about starting off with uh, checking in on the playoffs here and how they're going, the NBA playoffs. Yeah, I'm with it. Um, so tonight we have uh we have three games going on. We have the Memphis Grizzlies taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. That series is currently tied one to one. Um second game of the evening <clears throat> is Dallas Mavericks versus the Utah Jazz. That series is also tied one to one. And then we have the Golden State Warriors at the Denver Nuggets, and that series is currently Golden State two, Denver zero. Yeah, so so specifically with the with the Warriors and the Nuggets series, that's a real like the Nuggets are one of those teams that I feel like if they like it's like if they if they were the as talented as they were at any other time over the last I'd say probably ten years, they're probably a championship team, if you ask me. But like like they're getting killed by Jordan Poole. Yeah, well, they also don't have Jamal Murray or Kevin Porter Jr. That's very true. They're two, they're two best bucket getters that they don't have at the current moment. This series is probably 1-1 right now. Golden State probably still takes one. but Oh, yeah, for sure. But I, like, I just saw that they're going to start giving Steph Curry more minutes. Hmm, okay. So <laughs> he's, about to get, he's about to get revved up fully. Um, I think the series is done at five. Yeah, I mean Denver maybe pulls out this one. First one at home. 
I think I think Denver will win tonight, and then um, I think Golden State will just take the next two. Yeah, I mean it's it's very possible. I mean, who knows? Even maybe Golden State takes this one, Denver wins Game Four, and yeah. then and then Golden State closes it out. However, it falls out. Yeah, I think five is probably, probably the number, the, ma- the magic number for that one. Probably I six think, at the absolute max. I like, think five is also the magic number with the Mavs and Jazz series as well. You think the Jazz close it out? On three straight, huh? You think the Jazz close it out on three straight? No, I think the Mavs do. I think the Mavs do. Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean, I mean, right now, I, I, I think the Jazz are about to go into a really, really interesting period where I think they're gonna have to blow it up. They might have to because they're gonna they, like Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. For whatever reason, they don't play well together. I think it just they stems don't, like, from a lack of chemistry. They just don't mesh well. But then again, at the same time, they've been playing together for for, for what three, four years now. Yeah, well, it's not like chemistry like on the court. Like I think it's just lack of will to like of chemistry. Like, well, they they don't have the will to make it work. So, so at that point, you you have to you have to make a decision because right now Donovan Mitchell, he's one of the better shooting guards in the NBA. Yeah, but then you have Rudy Gobert, who's probably the best defensive player in the NBA. He's always in contention for defensive player of the year. Right, right. So, <clears throat> so n- now you're at a really, really tough crossroads. Who do you pick if you have to? If they if they do decide to blow it up, who do you who do you choose to stick with? It's kind of like the Joel Embiid and Ben <clears throat> Simmons situation. I think uh, Philly made the right decision in keeping Joel over uh, Ben Simmons. Oh, absolutely. Um, but Espe- with that, especially be- after his performance last night, which we'll talk about here in a second. Yeah. With that being said, um. I'd probably move on from Gobert. I would think it's the other way around, in all honesty. Think so? Yeah. Um. I mean, my whole thing is how like how often are you going to find somebody that's seven two and is is as defensively gifted as Gobert? I mean, very true. You're not going to find it very often. Um. My only thing with Donovan Mitchell is you can you can take anybody in the NBA, throw him throw him into a lineup, give him enough production, and he'll get you twenty five. In the modern NBA, you can do it with anybody. We should be able to. Yeah, yeah, you should be able to. Um, I don't know. I think I'd probably keep Mitchell though. It's tough. I mean, it's 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 not like it's not like how it was with Philly. How it was more clear cut. Yeah. Um, it's definitely more of a uh, more up in the air between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Now, granted, I'm just speculating. I don't know anything that somebody else doesn't know. I just think that it's something that I could see coming here in the next in the next few months. I mean, with that being said, I think <clears throat> personally, I think with uh, if if Denver loses a series, which I think they do, mm. I think their head coach is getting fired. I don't disagree with you. It's like one of those like like it's not like the NFL where you take a team to the playoffs and and owners are like, "Great job." Sorry. Leave it alone. Yeah, and just, <laughs> yeah. I I tried to give a thumbs up, but then I hit the. Yeah, then you hit it again. <laughs> yeah, I just kept hitting it. But uh, it's not like the NFL where the owners are like, "Good job, you made the playoffs." Okay, we got close. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be better next year. NBA is much more cutthroat. I mean, dude, David Blatt had had the had the Cavs in a number one seed in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, halfway through the season, and they fired him. Mm-hmm. So if the NBA is so much more cutthroat, you're expected to you're expected to 
make a difference immediately. Which is, we've talked about it before. I've never understood because I think an NBA head coach is the least important head coach in all of professional sports. I would agree. Just because, like, the, like the personalities are so dominant. Like, NBA players, not saying that other players don't need somebody to, like, keep them in check and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, NBA coaches, they just stand there. They just watch the game. Yell at the refs. Yell at the refs. That's all they, that's, that's all they do. I mean, granted, they, I mean, they draw plays and all that kind of stuff. But the NBA is so talented nowadays. You can have one guy take over a game alone and mm-hmm. win you a game. Like, it's not, it's not like coaching is – like, like – In college, maybe. The NBA, no. Right, right. Like, coaching is not the reason why Kobe scored 81 in the game. No. Coaching is not the reason why LeBron puts up the numbers that he does every single year because he has a new coach every other year. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. I think, like, I think another sport and, – and you'd be able to test this more than I will. I think another sport where you don't really need to – like a like a like a manager is kind of overrated. It's probably baseball too, because baseball is so dependent upon like there's so many there's so many diff, different variables that go into it. Like like, yeah. like as a like as a manager, you could have like the best lineup possible, but then again, at the same time, if you have if you have Joe Schmo, who's thrown a grand total of twenty seven career innings over seven starts, and he comes in and he's just lights out, throws a no hitter. There's nothing really you can do. Yeah, I mean, it, it, to some degree, baseball. Yeah, you, like the head coaches, eh, about if, it. Like the skipper's kind of eh. If anything, the decisions that they make can, can kind of be more detrimental. Case in point. Case in point, I go back. I, like I always go back to um, the uh, wild card game between the Orioles and the Blue Jays mm-hmm. when we were in a position to possibly keep the game going longer, and they kept. Um, they kept Zach Britton, Zach Britton in the bullpen, and 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 they didn't play him. I mean, and we never got the opportunity to play him because I think the Blue Jays won on a walk off home run. Yeah. Um. So if anything, with MLB managers, their decisions can be a little bit more detrimental. Dave Roberts pulling Clayton Kershaw mm-hmm. after seven perfect innings. Yeah, on eighty pitches. On eight. Yeah, I mean, like they uh they, they do I think kind of control the rosters and and uh, like the lineups and stuff like that. You do kind of kind of have to take a look at like the matchups and who hits well. Like, know if the pitcher's more of like a gas thrower, if he's more of like a junk pitcher. You know, you what batters hit well against what, mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah, outside of that, I mean, MLB players, <clears throat> the managers don't really control much because they don't know what the pitches are, are coming. They're not Bingo. like they could. They could say, yeah, like, this guy is going to start and then pull him in the second inning and just go to their bullpen and really fuck you over. Right. Which is kind of what they do in the playoffs, but... Shout out Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> Shout out the Tampa Bay Rays. <laughs> um, yeah, we got, we got a little... We got, a, we got pretty off topic there. Pretty quick. That didn't take long. <laughs> it didn't take long. Um, so, yeah, Golden State, they're going to win that in five. You think Dallas wins it in five? I think maybe they win it in six. Um depending on when Luka comes back. And so I, I think Utah may end up taking a second game there. Then we got Memphis and Minnesota. This one's so interesting because these are both very, very young teams that mm-hmm. don't have a lot of experience in the playoffs together. I think I like, uh, I think I like Memphis. <sighs> it's so tough for me, man. 
Like the Timberwolves are playing so good right now. Yeah, I mean, they're playing good ball. That's for sure. And to be honest with you, it's mostly, if I'm not, mistake, if not mistaken, D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards. I'm not going to lie to you. I think Carl Anthony Towns has had two pretty mediocre games. Um, Let me pull that up. That's a good question. In comparison to like his uh his counterparts? Well, like it's just his average. Like what we're used to seeing from him. You know what I mean? Game two, he had 15, 15 points, 11 boards. So not a terrible game. Um, let me see here. Um, game two, game two, they got shellacked by Memphis. Exactly. Um, but in game one, they shellacked Memphis. Anthony Edwards scored twenty in game two. Uh, D'Lo had eleven. Torian Prince and Nas Reed both had twelve. So. I don't know. I mean, I'm like, like, I'm not, I'm not saying that Memphis, that Minnesota is going to win the series. Um. I just think it's a lot more, it's a lot more entertaining than what I think people think people think it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, two young teams, very athletic. It's kind of fun to watch. It's a change of pace from what we're used to seeing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, these are these are both teams that I do that I like a lot. Um, I like players on both teams a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not really like I don't really have like a dog in this fight. Right. Um, I just want a good series, and so far it's turning out to be yeah. uh, game three tonight in Minnesota. So we will see how that one goes. Um, but with that said, I th- I think Memphis does eventually pull it out. I think I think the series is going to go longer than what people think. People think I it's think going to six or seven. I think it could go seven. Yeah, there's a chance. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> just because like you've seen the highest of the highs from both teams, you've seen the lows of the lows from both teams already. How will it like like what team is going to make the adjustments long term? That's that's what I want to see. That's what it comes down to. Um, going back to last night. Um, there were three good games in the Eastern Conference. Um, they were all very, very close. The biggest margin in one direction was seven points, um, which was the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Boston pulled, over, pulled that one out, 114-107. So Boston's up 2-0 on what is your pick to go to the finals. Yes. Um, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, then uh, Philadelphia ended up beating Toronto. On a game winning three by Joel Embiid in overtime with 0.4 seconds left or some shit. That's what he like left on the clock, yeah. Yeah. Um, 104 to 101 was the final. 104 to 101 was the final score. Uh, Philly's up 3 0 on the series. They're just in the. That series is over. They're in the driver's seat, yeah. And then the Bulls snuck one out against the Bucks. 114 110. So the Bulls st- stole away home court advantage from, the, from Milwaukee. Now the series is tied 1 1. That series is kind of a toss up. I'll be honest with you. <coughs> Man, Man. That was, that was a, yeah, that was a that was one hell of a cough you got there, Pat. I know it was like a tickle tickle in the back of my throat. Like a, like it started like as soon as I as soon as I was talking about yesterday's games. I mean, you hear me over here clearing my throat. I don't know what it is, but I just it's whenever we start for some odd reason. Like my body starts acting up. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's stress. Um, but the Chicago Milwaukee series. I was going to say something else, but I'm not going to. It's not. It's not what I was saying earlier today. I can promise you that. All right, good. Um, Chicago and Milwaukee is kind of an interesting series because Milwaukee's a very good team, but so is Chicago. Like we've seen Chicago's what they're capable like a of. Real slept on team. Yeah, we've seen what they're capable of. Granted, they don't have Lonzo Ball back, but uh, I mean, but now it's tough for Milwaukee because they just lost Chris Middleton. Yeah. 
he's gonna be out at least two three weeks that's the batman or that's the robin to uh to Giannis. right so and plus like if you're getting 41 points out of the martyr rose every night in the playoffs you, like good luck you're in good shape right so demar demar went 41 7 and 4 Giannis had Giannis, Giannis almost had a damn triple double. He had thir- 33 points, 18 rebounds, and nine assists. Good and his, lord! And his and his team lost. Um, but yeah, the bull. So the Bulls snuck one out on the road. Um, they were a much better team at home. They were on the road this season. So, um, like they they were they won 46 games over the entire year. Or they went 46 and 36 on the entire year. They were 19 and 22 on the road. So they're money at home. Yeah. And I, th- I think without Middleton, it's going to make things a lot tougher for Giannis. I mean, he, he's, he's he a, can do it. Oh, he can definitely do it. It's, it's not a matter of whether he can or he can't. He's, I mean, he's a once-a-generation type talent. It's a matter of whether he will. Right. I think, um, I think now Chicago can really just pin their ears back and really go after him, mm-hmm. knowing that there's nobody else really in line that can really take over the game behind him. I mean, Drew Holiday's capable of getting a bucket, and we've seen Bobby Portis, of all people, kind of go off every now and again. But right, but then again, then again, at the same time, I would, I would rather leave those two guys to try and beat my entire team than let Giannis just run a, run a rough sack or whatever the hell the some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I, I would go ahead, do it. I don't care. I think this is the one. Okay. Nope, I had the wrong button. What were you trying to go for? I think it was this one. A few moments later. Uh, yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> um, but I would, I would much rather let Drew Holiday and Bobby Portis try to win the game. Yeah, I'd much rather try to beat them. Right. Then let Giannis try and do it. I agree. I mean, when everything was stacked against them last year in, in the finals, Giannis had a 50-point triple-double in order to win the finals. <sighs> He can case in point. You don't need a coach at basketball. No, that's why there are player coaches. You just need Giannis, right? You just you just need a guy like Giannis. Um, the Seventy Sixers and Toronto Raptors series. That one is that that series is as good as done. It's over. They're gonna sweep them. If you get Joel Embiid playing the way he is the entire playoffs, I know we said earlier that I don't. I at least I know I said that I don't think that Joel Embiid can carry you through the playoffs. He can carry you out of the first round, though. If he's playing the way he is now, I find it very hard-pressed that somebody's going to stop him. Well, look, hey, <clears throat> if, they, if they win their series and the way things are looking and Milwaukee and Brooklyn both lose their series. Right. Dude, Philly's kind of got a, a nice little... I don't want to say it necessarily a stroll to the top, but they kind of do. I, like, I'm big on Boston, man. Boston, like Boston is playing very good defense right now, and they have, my opinion, probably the most slept-on player in the playoffs, which is Tatum. I've talked about Jason Tatum so many times on this podcast. I like like pe- people that don't know basketball. People that well, people that do know basketball understand how good Jason Tatum is. People, have, people who don't watch basketball, who just see the, who just sees his highlights. If if you ever do watch any of his highlights at all, I doubt you do. But um, until you until you actually like take a take a moment to like analyze the way that he does things, the way he carries himself on on and off the floor, that guy's just different, man. Yeah, he's just he's just a different animal. Are you a different animal and the same beast 
the fuck does that even mean, Kobe Bryant? <laughs> You're welcome. What the fuck is he talking about? What the fuck is he talking about? God, that's classic. <laughs> it's so classic. Um, another series that I think is kind of wrapped up is the Miami Heat and the Atlanta Hawks. Um, before 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 we, before we do continue, the Celtics and Nets and Nets series over. It's over. I'm gonna disagree with you just because they're my team to win, uh, so Kevin, I have to. <laughs> so so last night, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving went over eighteen combined in the second half. Kevin oh. Kevin Kevin Durant openly came out and said that I can't do anything about their physicality on defense. Think about that. You are violent today. Over there, hit the mic again. Think about that. Like, like the most gifted offensive player of our generation is saying that their physicality on defense is too much to handle. Better the weight room. Well, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. But dude, I mean, they hit, like, like Jalen Brown's a good defender. Yeah, Marcus Martin just won Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. They have all these guys on that team that can play defense and play defense really, really well. Like, like, there's only two people that can probably, maybe three people that can match up physically to Kevin Durant in a one-on-one situation. One of them is at home. One of them plays in Philly. The other one plays in Milwaukee. There's the... For, I'm being cryptic. For those that don't know, I'm referring to LeBron, Joel Embiid, and Giannis. I think Kawhi does a pretty good job against him. Mm, okay, I'll, I'll include Kawhi for the for the sake of it. But the, but those are the only few like very very few guys can actually match KD one on one. Yeah, just because the, like Joel Embiid is as tall as Kevin Durant, but he's not as fast. Giannis is probably the only person that can check him one on one consistently. Yeah, LeBron and, LeBron's too old <laughs> and lock him down. Kawhi, I, so LeBron's too old. Kawhi has a pretty good chance just because Kawhi, like, KD is tall and lanky. And, like, he's, like, what, 6'11", but his wingspan is, like, 7'1", or something like that. Yeah. Um, Kawhi is kind of in a similar boat. I don't think he's as tall and as as lanky, but... Kawhi's about the same height as LeBron James. Yeah, he's still, yeah. like, 6'8", which is, like, nothing to slouch at. Right, but, right, of course. But his wingspan, I think, is, like, 6'11", 7 foot. Like, it's, he has it's a longer... equal. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's it's about it's about equal to what Kevin Durant is. So um, I think Kawhi, Kawhi and Giannis are probably the two. Probably right. Um, yeah, I think that I think that series is over. <clears throat> I don't want to believe it because they were my pick. So I'm just gonna be in denial until it actually happens. So just know that. Like 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 game one was a very close competitive game, and then game two you blow a 17 point lead. Yeah. It's, it's, not great. it's not encouraging. Granted, you're heading back to Brooklyn. Maybe things will be a little bit different once you get in your own home building. There's talks about Ben Simmons coming back for game four. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It might be a little too late at that point. I mean, they could be down 3-0. Who fucking knows? Right. Like, what the hell? Like, is Ben Simmons going to come in and, and bury three threes in a game and make a difference? No. No, but defensively, he could make a difference. Well, that's a, I, I, I get that. Um, I think that. I think that's just what they're they're, like, hoping for at this point is maybe just a bigger and better defensive presence and some more boards and stuff like that. Maybe. I think that's it. I don't think they're looking for him. I, I, I think if they, I think if they get 10 to 12 points out of Ben Simmons, they're fucking ecstatic. They're, they're doing backflips. They're doing, they're ecstatic. Yeah. I think honestly, they're just hoping to be like, Hey Ben, can you just get us like 
six points, eight boards, and play good defense? Thur. <laughs> Can you just get us five points, five boards, and five assists? I'll do my damnedest. <laughs> to only score two. <laughs> um, but the point you were making with the whole Miami Heat and Atlanta Hawks thing, I think that series is over too. I'm saying it's over. I think Miami's a lot better of a team than what people give them credit for. And talk about physicality, because Miami's a team that you and I never really talked about either. No, I mean I think, uh, but that 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 team is filled with dogs. I mean, you talk about physicality. You want to talk about Boston's physicality? I mean, you want to talk about matching up? <laughs> Miami can do it. See, Miami just doesn't take shit off no one. No, they. Because, because Jimmy Butler's the leader. That's why they don't. Jimmy Butler's the leader. And Eric Spolstra is a really good coach. Right. We say coaches are not important in the NBA. He's one, he's one of the better ones. It's just because he, he creates a good atmosphere and locker room and environment. Like, that, like, that's the biggest thing that a coach needs to do in the NBA. Like, as long as you can get players to rally around you and buy into what you guys are trying to accomplish, then you're golden. He's going to be a good salesman. That's it. That's, it. that's, all, that's all you got to do. Be a, like... We, I mean, I, th- I think personally the Ravens are the best players coach in the NFL. Yeah. But in the NBA, you have to be a players coach. I've heard, uh, so just kind of speaking, like I've heard um, they were talking about like players, coaches. stuff. I think John Harbaugh is the best players coach, but I've heard that players enjoy the Rams atmosphere because it's so loose. I imagine that, yeah. So, like, that's just what Sean McVay has. It's just like, hey, you know, this is kind of a loose, laid-back environment, but we're going to go win football games, and uh, right, that's going to be that. And so players kind of fall into that. But I think players coach, yeah, I mean, I don't think you're going to see a better one than John Harbaugh. I mean, we've seen the clips and the sound bites of him and Lamar interacting and, like, J.K. Dobbins after he fumbles, and he's like, you know why? Like, because you got heart, and I love that about you. And it's like, what other coaches doing that? Right. Like, dude, like, dude, if Bill Belichick watches you fumble the ball, he's going to be like, get on, like, in the most monotone voice possible, get on the damn bench. Get on the damn bench. And that's, the, that's all he's saying to you for the rest of the game. You're not touching the ball the rest of the game. You probably won't touch it next game. Maybe the game after that. Right. And that's only if someone literally breaks both their legs. Even if they break one, they're still going to get the t- to touch the ball before you. Or fumbles the ball. <laughs> Or they fumble the ball, and it's like, all right, well, he fucked up most recently, so you're you're second string now. And so we just keep bouncing back and forth, back and forth between all these damn sports. But uh, I think another series that that might get that could get away quick and not in the way that you think. Devin Booker's out. Yeah, doors open. The door the the doors open. Like if you can get a triple double every night at Brandon Ingram, dude, that's tough to beat. CJ McCollum can give you twenty five a night, right? That's that's worry that's worrisome if I'm Phoenix. It's an issue, man. Oh, like it's, DeAndre it's... Ayton and Mikael Bridges really have to step up now. Let's see what let's see what they did last game. The good thing for Phoenix though is you know that they're gonna have Cam Johnson starting now. It is a drop off. From Devin Booker to Cam Johnson, there is a drop off. <sighs> but it's really not too hateful. Okay, so so I don't think it's Bridges that needs to step up because Bridges had 19 last game. Well, I'm saying step up in a way that like because I think Aiden's Booker's a, out. Aiton's the guy who's got to step up, man. He had 10 points and six, 10 points, nine boards, four assists. We've seen this. What was it? Uh, last year or in the bubble or whatever? No, it was last year. Um, dude, he just kind of. It took him a little while to get into uh, the playoff basketball mindset. 
once he starts going, he's going to be good. Like, Cam Johnson had 11 off the bench. Damn. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's just going to start now. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a drop-off between Booker and Cam Johnson, but it's not It's not too bad. It's doable. You, you, like, you can deal with it. Yeah. You'll make it work. Or they might start, um... Shit. What the hell was that kid's name? Payne? My site, um... What's his first name? Cam- campaign. Yeah. Let's start him. So that's something. I don't know. Beats me. Who knows? I just work here. I just work here. Um, Is that... Is that all the series? I think we covered them all. I think that's it. Yeah. Shout out to us. I'm surprised we did. Have a day. <laughs> Have a day. Um, so another thing I wanted to touch on, this is just kind of like a, a fun little, uh, fun little thing here, um, that, I I don't know what, what spurred it, but I was curious as to what your first team, all NBA team would look like. Someone calling you? How did I know that? I literally just pulled my phone out of my pocket to see, to see who would score for the Orioles. And then I, then I literally just got a phone call. I've been getting calls from uh, Elkridge, Maryland, too, I'll be honest. So. Have you? Yeah. That's concerning. Shit. Easy now. Um, yeah, so my, uh, so my, my, my NBA first team, it's a little, uh, it's a little unconventional, but um, this, is just, this is just what I'm going with. So you want me to start with guards, forwards, centers? Where do you want me to start? Uh, start of the one, work to the five. Start of the one work to the five? Yeah. Well, I just I, so I just did it based on two guards, two forwards. Okay. I did mine a little differently, but I'm here for it. Okay. Well, let me hear yours. Okay. So at the point guard, I got magic. I, okay. I went, I had no, okay. We were definitely talking about two completely different things here. What do you mean? You're talking about like all time? Yeah. I thought you meant this season. No. First team, all NBA team. Oh, shit. Isn't that what I put in there? All NBA first team. Oh. All time. Okay, yeah, you definitely got to go first. Because <laughs> I, I was literally about to say Trey Young, Luka Doncic. Oh, God. Giannis, um, Jason Tatum, and Joel Embiid, who I think is the all NBA first team, but that's beside the point. So I got Magic Johnson at the one. Okay. Michael Jordan at the two. Okay. LeBron at the three. Uh-huh. Larry Bird at the four. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at the five. Really? Oh shoot! And I like I like Bird because I was kind of torn between Bird and Duncan at the four, but I kind of liked uh, Bird a little bit more to get me a little bit more shooting. And then I was kind of torn between Magic and I know it sounds weird, but Steph at the point. I pro- so I'm sticking with Magic. Okay. I feel like Magic and Jordan are your guards. Magic and Bean. You going Kobe? Yeah, I'll go Kobe. I'd go, I'd, I'd, I'd go Kobe over Jordan every day. That's just me. Kobe didn't get his father killed. I shouldn't have said that. I didn't say anything bad, whatever. I don't care. That's what it is. I said worse today. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? I said worse today. You did. Okay. Okay. Um. Anyway. Um. That's an allegation, not proven true. Just put that out there. Forwards. <laughs> uh, Magic, Kobe, forwards, uh, LeBron, for sure. 
Um, the four is tough for me because I'm torn between Malone and Duncan. Okay, so you're not you're not you're not in the in the world of Larry Bird. You're not feeling uh, that. No, 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 no. Because I, I don't I don't need to worry about shooting so much. I'd probably go Duncan because I have arguably at center the most dominant player to ever touch the floor. The big Aristotle. <laughs> I go Shaq the five. Okay. So Magic, Kobe, LeBron, Duncan, Shaq. Shaq. Yeah. It's a good team. I mean, yours is too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's five of the best players that have ever played the game. Right. Like, you're... It'd be weird if you put together a bad team. I could. All NBA worst team. I can't right now. I have to pick about it. I could come with. A, I could come up with a pretty bad team though. Um, Kwame at the five. Anthony Anthony Bennett at the four. Hmm. Jam Vesely at the three. I can call myself Gomez man. Brandon Knight. Brandon Knight at the point. Yeah, that's not tough. I don't know who I would put it to. Hmm. I mean, my team's already turned out pretty bad. <laughs> I'm on Shumper, but only if J.R. Smith's on the team. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk ass Amon Shumper. <laughs> um, J.R. Smith without a shirt. <laughs> 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 oh god oh man I don't know who I would put it to it's a tough one like who was just so la- like so bad it was laughable with the two um you'd have to make them somewhat competitive I'd probably put Jimmer hmm yeah Kwame Anthony Bennett. Where uh was was Mike Bibby? What was he? Point. Mike Bibby Mike, Mike Bibby was nice. Yeah. He was nice with it. He was okay. He 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 he's definitely one of not one of the worst. <laughs> he's far from that. I don't know. Maybe next episode we'll actually we'll actually have to dive into this and look. Yeah, 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 we'll we'll, we'll, we'll actually have to think about that. This one. will be a lot of fun. Yeah, oh yeah. I I think I'm already off to a pretty good start. <laughs> you got a pretty shit team. <laughs> Like, 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 we're just thinking about it quickly. I, I think I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm well on my way to own eighty two. Maybe put like Scalabrini in there somewhere. <sighs> oh man, Scalabrini might be my three, <laughs> but he's still closer to LeBron than we then, are to him. Yeah, exactly. He's not wrong. He ain't wrong at all. Oh man. So speaking of. Uh, all shit team. The Cleveland Browns um, are being investigated for tanking. What a way to just pivot that one! <laughs> like you went silent for a second. I'm like, God, I can't wait to see where he's going with this. Did I disappoint? No, you didn't. Yeah, you're not. I mean, bad teams, bad decisions. I mean, that's just like Browns shit stains. They suck. Toilet bowl. <laughs> <laughs> it, all, 
it all came full circle there. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, so, the, so of course, this is all stemming back from the whole Brian Flores situation, which, which will kind of get us into our next topic as well. Yeah. Um, there was allegations that um, Hugh Jackson was intentionally tanking. They asked him to. They asked him to, yes. They didn't offer him money the same way that the Dolphins... Uh, allegedly. Allegedly were well, offering Brian Flores. Right. But they were asking Hugh Jackson to tank. See, and the thing is, like, if that's true, like, Hugh Jackson's, like, the perfect scapegoat for that. Yeah, and mission accomplished because they sucked. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 ended, it ended up working out pretty well because, I mean, if you think about it, they got, like, like... I'm 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 probably the flag holder of the Baker Mayfield like most overrated quarterback club. Probably not, but I'm probably pretty high up in the organization. Um, but I mean, I mean, where the hell's Marilyn Mallet? Off of ninety-seven. You'll be following me towards Hanover. Well, I I yeah. guess I guess that's where I'm going to dinner with with me, mum. They got good food there, man. You'll enjoy yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 Is that Harley Davidson again? Oh my again? gosh, dude! Your family's gonna stop parking their motorcycle in the freaking living room, dude. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to freaking tell you. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, it, like, if they if they were tanking, it worked out pretty well for them, considering the fact that they got Miles Garrett out of it. Yeah, they got the number one pick, who they chose to use on Baker Mayfield. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and it, uh, it's choosing to be the wrong decision now at this point. <laughs> yeah, but still they, not as bad of a decision as the Josh Rosen pick, but. Very true. But then again, they also did get Denzel Ward out of that draft, who yes. is now the highest paid corner in the NFL. Stupid. Which is which blows my mind. Um I don't know. It's it, it's 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 such a tight tight line to walk because it's like He did a lot of good for the franchise. But then again, they were so bad. Expectations were at the floor. Oh, like they were so like the expectations were at the floor, and they couldn't even reach that. It was to the point that they were offering free beer to fans when they won their game over a two-year stretch. You know how many times they gave out free beers? Once. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. And that was because Baker. No. Before Baker. Was it before Baker? Yeah. Because they went zero and sixteen the year they got. Oh, I'm about to do a little bit of investigation here. Because I know that they were offering uh, free Bud Light to fans. Um, like Browns fans. If they won a game. And then Tyrod Taylor ended up getting hurt in the Jets game. He came in and led them to a win. Okay, so 2019 was the first year of Freddie Kitchens, I believe, correct? The first full season? Hold on, I'm getting there now. Okay, so in 2016, they went 1-15. In 2017, they went (laughs) 0-16. Then the year that they drafted um, Baker, they went 7-8-1. Yeah, I was going to say, he was actually like a... Revelation. Half competent quarterback for him, which they haven't seen in like a decade at that point. Right. So before Baker had even gotten there, they were just atrocious. Yeah, they were terrible. And then the year before that, the last year that uh, Mike Pettin was there. <clears throat> Westminster native. 
hey, hey, hey. Um, they went three and thirteen, so they won four games in three years. That's really bad. Which is just so bad, so so bad, man. I mean, I don't feel sorry for him. I I truly, genuinely do not. We say it all the time. Bad teams make bad decisions. Yeah, and they're a bad team, which is why they got the intro that they got. <clears throat> right. So, if the, if 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 they were tanking, that just that would just bring so much joy to my heart because now they're gonna get in trouble by the NFL. They still suck. Then they're about to suck even more now. Yeah, they're just, about to get draft picks pulled. Yep. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I'm curious to see how this plays out. Yeah, me too. Um, it could be one of those things where it's just like nothing does come out of it. Yeah. But then again, at the same time, it could be similar to the situation that Washington finds himself in right now. It could just be like very, very damning, convincing evidence. Yeah. That they that they were intentionally doing what they were doing. True. And uh, we just got a notification about five, ten minutes before we started recording this, that apparently the NFL wants to take the Flores case to arbitration. Um, so basically what arbitration is, is it's... We looked this up beforehand. It's like a private settlement. It's keep it out of court. Let's right. solve this outside of court. It's like mediation outside of court. So it's basically like, a, hey, we don't want this getting released. So... Can we solve this outside of court? Probably, probably a very similar situation to what I just described, uh, especially with Washington. Oh the, yeah, the evidence that Brian Flores probably has is probably pretty damning. It's pro- probably pretty alarming. Yeah, and the NFL just doesn't want anything to anything to come out of it. Because if you think about it, the I mean the the teams that are the teams that are being mentioned in this Denver Bron- Denver Broncos, they're in a position where they're attempting to sell their team to somebody. Yep. The estate of Pat Bowen listed the team for sale after the owner died back in 2018. Mm-hmm. The New York Giants are in one of the biggest markets there is in sports. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you don't want anything negative surrounding that team, despite, even, even though their on-field production is spastic at times. Laughable. Yeah, it really is. And then you have the Miami Dolphins, who is one of the better franchises in NFL history. It's probably the biggest brand in Florida. It's bigger than the Bucks because the Bucks have only really been relevant so, since Brady got there. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I, I would agree. Like long term, yeah, I, I would agree. I think I think they're second probably to the Miami Hurricanes. Maybe I don't know. When you think of Florida sports, what comes to your mind? Miami Hurricanes. Yeah. So they're probably that hurricanes are probably the biggest, right? Behind and the, and then I would say probably the dolphins, probably the dolphins. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, those are three teams that you really don't want to get involved in anything. I mean, then again, at the same time, I mean, the NFL doesn't want anything negative to come out about their own sports league. No, because it looks bad. Right, right. It just it 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 just it just looks bad. It's like um, what are they doing downstairs? I don't know, brother. Um. I I lost train of thought, but anyway, it, like it's like it's it's not good. Of course, it's something that the that the NFL wants to avoid. But I think at this point now, I think the NFL knows that okay, if we just don't give him something, I don't think we can avoid it. Brian Flores came out and said that he wants to do this for like reasons of change. Doesn't really care if he doesn't um, 
get a, another head coaching job. He is the defensive not coordinator. Assistant. Um, he's an assistant. Yeah. He's Pittsburgh. like a lead defensive assistant or some shit like that with Pittsburgh. Um, so he said he wants to do this for change reasons. So, of course, he's not going to take this um, settlement outside of court. At least I hope not because at that point he just looks like a fraud. But then again, I mean, if like if you're going to be paid to be quiet, is this really changing anything? Exactly. If, you, if you're paid to be quiet and you take it, then you're not changing anything. And at right. that point, you're a fraud. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're you're, you're going to come out and say, I'm doing this for change and blah, you're blah, just, blah. You're just, you're just being a hypocrite. Yeah. And, then you, and then you take the payment and then you're a fraud. So right. I agree. He, I hope he doesn't. Cause there, and, and there should be some change. So I hope he doesn't take the, uh, take the payment. But I'm sure it's a number that like you and I would piss ourselves over seeing. Probably right. Like if I if they were like, "Hey, we will pay you this amount of money," I'd probably piss myself. It's probably that much. Mm-hmm. Call me a fraud. Call me a fraud. Yeah, I mean, to him, money is less important because he's already made it. I'm right. sure a sizable sum. I'm, right. I'm over here scrounging for thirty thousand dollars a year. Right. <laughs> right. Like so, he's like he's he's a little bit better off in the financial department than we are. Of course. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, like. We'd piss ourselves over the number, but he openly came out and said he's in it for the change. So I hope he sticks with that uh, and keeps that energy. Me too. I I like. I'd be very disappointed in him if it was if he if it did end up becoming an ulterior motive, such as, such as a financial gain. That's the case. You're just taking the payout, right? <laughs> That's all you're doing. That's all you're doing, man. There's been a lot of drama in the NFL. There really has. I mean, I mean now now here we go. We have um some quote unquote diva wide receivers. Plural wide receivers, yeah. Um it's really it's it's really three of them. One of them I think is content in their situation, Seattle with DK Metcalf. Um but AJ, AJ Brown scrubbed his Twitter of everything Titans related. Of course, Debo Samuel says, I'm out of here. Terry McLaurin apparently was contemplating not showing up for uh Voluntary workouts. Voluntary workouts. Yeah. You know who else didn't show up for voluntary workouts? Who's that? Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Fair. But see, but see, Lamar Jackson, like, like with Lamar Jackson, things are a little bit different than everybody else because Lamar Jackson's in one of the. Did you watch uh, the John Harbaugh interview on Rich Eisen? No, I did not see that one. So John Harbaugh was asked by Rich Eisen, "What's going on with the Lamar Jackson contract? Like, why hasn't there been? A, why hasn't there been a, been a signing?" And he said. Well, it's because Lamar's not ready. Hmm. Lamar, Lamar said, I have one more year on my deal. Why would I want to discuss it now? Let's figure it out later. He's like, I'm not, he's like I'm, not, I'm not ready to talk about it yet. There's nothing to talk about. I'm still here for a year. I could respect that answer. Yeah, so, so, so for people that need a little bit of insight as to why Lamar Jackson has not signed a big deal yet, that's why. Because Lamar doesn't want to. Yeah, and if anybody else knows, outside of Lamar, it's probably going to be John Harbaugh. Once again, we're talking about players' coaches. Right. Him and Lamar and John Harbaugh have a very good uh, relationship. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, they do. They do. Um, so, I mean, with A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel, they both want new deals. Uh, Debo Samuel is, is a little bit more deeply rooted. Um, I think his, like so, so watching Pat McAfee, his, um, his issue is kind of stemming from usage as well. I think you can make an argument that if you put Debo Samuel and you put him in a backfield, he's probably better than I think fifty percent of the running backs in the NFL. He's he yeah he's he's a top sixteen running back. Right, but then again, at the same time, he's only 
I think San Francisco only wants to pay him for for uh, being a wide receiver. And I think Debo's at the thing. Well, well, okay. Well, if you want to pay me for being a wide receiver, don't hand the ball off to me. Yeah. So, well, I think the big thing is is he doesn't want to be lining up in the backfield. Right. Because it's a lot of wear and tear on his body. Oh, absolutely. Like, the running back is the only position that you can hit as hard as you want, however you want, wherever you want. Hmm? Like, wide receivers... Not in the head. You can't, you can't hit him in the head, of Just course, not in the head. But the wide receivers are um, the second most protected position, if not the most protected position on the field. It's them and the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, maybe it's 1A, 1B. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, running backs, you can hit them however hard you want, pretty much wherever you want, however you want. And you're good. And you're good. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> it's a lot of wear and tear on his body, and then you expect him to go out there and play wide receiver as well, and he's supposed to be a volume wide receiver. I mean, he's just a volume possession guy is what they were using him for. It's right. a lot of wear and tear on his body, and he wants to be compensated for it because the longevity of that is not sustainable. It's not sustainable. You can't do it. Right. So I, I, so Debo Sam is in a position where he would I, he, I think he's done. I don't I don't think that's a that's a that's a marriage that can be mended. No, I think it's it's uh it's in the same category as like Baker Mayfield the Browns. It, you can't. There's no mending it. Yeah, it's done. Well, you know it's funny. So I saw I saw a tweet that uh, Debo Samuel was waiting to see what happens with Baker Mayfield. Really? So that could be a possible little marriage there. So Baker Mayfield and Debo Samuel. Why? Why would that be like an important thing? I couldn't tell you. Beach me. Maybe because Debo knows that whoever, because wherever Baker Mayfield goes, they're going to get a really, really good quarterback afterwards. Hmm. I mean, uh, I would kind of hope. Well, I, I wouldn't say hope, but I was kind of thinking like maybe the Panthers and the um and the Niners could be in talks about uh, about trades and stuff like that. See, I don't see that happening just because they're so loaded the wide receiver to begin with already. I mean, dude, if you think about it, they, they, like they have Terrace Marshall, and Terrace Marshall didn't really do anything last season. But you have DJ Moore, you have Robbie Anderson. Yeah, I mean, you could give up, you could trade uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Debo Samuel. That's a, hold on, hear me out here, Debo. Wow. Yeah, for Christian McCaffrey and their top five pick, five or six, whatever they're at, six. I think. <sighs> Look, that's not that's not crazy. The Panthers are looking to get off of. Off of Christian McCaffrey. I think they would need to deal Darnold as well in order for the salary to work. Okay. That's kind of a win-win. Because, look, the, the 49ers are looking to move off Garoppolo anyway. Debo wants out. That frees up a ton of cap space between the two of them. Then you bring on Sam Darnold. You bring in Christian McCaffrey, who Kyle Shanahan is going to fucking love. For a week until he gets hurt. Till he gets hurt, exactly. <laughs> but then you also have the number six draft pick. I mean, honestly speaking, though, it's not, it's not, it's not an unrealistic trade. It's not, it's, it's not too far fetched. I don't see both of them. I, I don't see both of them getting dealt together. Who, Jimmy and Debo? Yeah, I mean, I don't either. That's but, a lot of movie pieces. I mean, it is, but I mean, they they both one wants out. One I think is kind of getting 
forced out because of salary. I also saw something that says, um, regardless of whether Jimmy Garoppolo is uh, injured or healthy, um, it's going to be Trey Lance this year. I've seen people. I've seen people actually saying that a lot of people in the organization are actually a little concerned with Trey Lance's development over year one. Dude, it's those small school quarterbacks. I worry about them. You just like they they dominate that, and that's cool. Like that's fine. They're playing lesser competition, but there's a reason they're not in the upper, the upper echelons of right. of colleges. There's a reason that he's not playing in the SEC or in the Big Ten or I mean, for shit's sakes, he's not even in in the Pac-12. Right. I mean, you you know what I mean. I mean, if it. But then again, Jimmy Garoppolo was a smaller school guy. Small school guy. The only reason why he didn't start his first year is because he was behind Tom Brady. Well, exactly, and not everyone can sit behind fucking Tom Brady. Right, right. Like, um, <laughs> honestly, with the whole Debo Samuel thing, I think he's going to be a Jet. It makes the most sense. They're going to overpay. Um, because I, I, they have pick four, pick ten, and pick thirty-four. I think honestly, one of those, one of those picks plus a late round pick will do the trick. Yeah, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a ten, and I'd start. I'd start at thirty four and a fourth. Really, I would start at thirty four. I wouldn't start at ten, because then you can go to ten and like a sixth for Debo. Hmm. It's not a bad idea. Probably start at thirty four and see what they say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the Jets make the most sense because, because like, if like if you think about it, the thirty four that's still sort of a first round pick. I mean, yeah. It pretty much is, but the Jets make the most sense because he's in the AFC. The Jets are not a competitor, so they'll never have to worry about seeing him except for the once they play him every four years. I think the Jets are also kind of in a position where I think they they want to see a lot of progression as far as what um, Zach Wilson can do. And I think them. I think they're really trying to make a big push on trying to add a wide receiver. Yeah. Just so... If he starts taking the steps in the right direction, they have that guy there who he can who he can rely on. Um, but with that said, the Jets are another one of those bad teams, bad decision type of franchises. Yeah, I mean they're gonna overpay. They're right. gonna they're gonna give him a huge contract extension, and mm-hmm. Debo's gonna you know end up being hurt for four games a season. And I mean, granted, still if you get thirteen games of production out of Debo Samuel, you're doing all right as long as he comes back healthy for the playoffs. If you can fuck around and make the playoffs, which I don't think the Jets can. Right. Yeah, I mean the Debo the Debo thing's a little tricky. I mean, of course, I'd love to see Debo Samuel in a Ravens jersey because he kind of fits what we got going on. Is it is it likely that it happens? No. It like could we afford him? No. Would we what would we give up to get him? Not what the 49ers want. Right. Um but all I'm saying is no one's currently wearing number 19 for the Baltimore Ravens, so I don't know. My man Holman tweeted that at the Ravens. Sure as tits did. <laughs> sure as tits did. I don't regret it a bit. Well, I wouldn't either if I were you. Oh, it got a wow. like. Someone liked it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, making, I'm making edits to the list for time's sake. I see that. Um... So, I think in other big news, Jay Wright retired. Yeah, from college basketball. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, they already, um, 
They already filled his uh filled the position. Um, I can't remember the bastard's name who they hired. <laughs> I don't know if you had to call him a bastard, but he was a longtime assistant. Seemed seemed a little harsh to call him a bastard. Well, hey, 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 easy. Kyle Neptune is his name. That's a dope last name. Kyle Neptune. Yeah, he was uh he was a longtime assistant under Jay Wright, and then he uh got his own head coaching job. Went sixteen and sixteen, and they're bringing him back to be the head man at Villanova. Okay. But after a 38-year career, Jay Wright is done. He had Done's a good up. year, man. He had a good, uh, he had a good run. Two national championships. Can't beat it. Can't beat it at all. Ain't nobody too cool for that. Nah, I'm, I'd be happy to get one. Yeah, absolutely. It's impressive. You know who only does have one title? Uh, Mr. Coach Klein. Okay, hold on. I gotta go on a tangent here. <laughs> Just give me a second. Was the Bourbon Bowl like the national championship game in that movie? Because this is the thing. Um, Mr. Coach, um, shit. What was his name? Mr. Coach Boyu and his and his team, whatever their whatever their team name was. They were like uh, the University of Louisiana State or some shit. Instead of LSU, they were like ULS. Something like that. Or yeah. something stupid. So they had a perfect season heading into that game. Yeah. But yet, they're playing the Mud Dogs. In the Bourbon Bowl. In the Bourbon Bowl. But the thing is, it's at a stadium in the swamp of Louisiana. And that's your national championship game? I don't think it was a national championship game. I think it was just a bowl game. But if they were if they were the perfect team and the number one team in the country, why would they be playing in that weak ass bowl? I don't know. I just had to go on a little tangent there. Yeah, you like, had to let that out. Like, dude, in what number also, in what stadium is the security lax enough for three random ass people to drive into the stadium on a fan boat? I don't know, but that's the kind of party I want to go to. Like, what kind of backwoods shit is that? <laughs> the bayou. Bayou backwoods shit. I just, I, 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 I don't get it. I also don't understand why Rob Schneider's in the movie is eating a fucking goat in a shack. <laughs> I just had to go on a little tangent there. Like, <laughs> I don't know what made me think of that. But, yeah, I just had to put that out there. No, one person that does only have one title and is very, very disappointed is Alexander Ovechkin. Yes, he does. But Alex Ovechkin did make history last night. He, uh, he scored goal number 50 on the season, which puts him eight. Ow, that hurt. My jaw, my jaw like locked up. A little TMJ, baby. Yeah. Um, puts him eight back of Austin Matthews for the goal lead. He, he won't catch Austin Matthews unless... Austin Matthews just decides to take off the remainder of the season, and Ovechkin scores three goals a game every game for the rest of the, for the rest of the season, which is not entirely unrealistic. It, I can it, see it. It is, but it's not. Um, but the big thing that he did was he ended up tying uh, Wayne Gretzky and the late Mike Bossy, who passed away earlier in the week. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did not know that. Um, as the um, for the, for the most fifty goal seasons in NHL history at nine. 
witnessing greatness. Yeah, we're never going to see another player like Alexander Ovechkin. Two words. Austin Matthews is probably going to be the closest closest we will see to somebody who score, scores the goal or scores goals at a clip of Alex Ovechkin does over a sustainable career. He'll probably he'll probably be the only person who will. I don't even think he'll. Re- I don't even think we'll get close to Alex Ovechkin's level uh, with scoring goals. But he's the only person who's going to be able to do it sustainably, in my opinion. I believe you. I haven't watched enough hockey to really put an input in. He's an, he's an animal. I'll take your word for it. He's an, dude. His first game in the NHL, he scored four goals. That's really impressive. Fire, yeah. Isn't it? Um. Well, we actually do have a few laughable There it is. Laughable moments here. I know we've been slipping on that for the past few weeks or so. We just haven't. I mean, we've just kind of been improvising as we go. True. Um, but the USFL's Pittsburgh Maulers. Did you watch any of the USFL? I did. Did you like it? Uh, it was pretty good. I also put together a uh, little parlay for the first four games, um, and I got the first three right, and then the last game was actually voided um, because it got delayed, but I actually got that game right as well. Did you? Yeah. So technically, I would have went four for four on a little parlay. Um I think I, I may even have a screenshot of it. I'm not gonna lie to you. How much would you have won if you had all four? Um, I put ten bucks on it. Would have won ninety. So That's I took, not bad. I took the Birmingham Stallions to win at minus one fifty five. The Houston Gamblers to win at plus one twenty five. The New Orleans Breakers to win at minus one forty. And the Tampa Bay ben- Bandits to beat the Pittsburgh Maulers. That one got voided, so it ended up cashing out uh, ten dollars one sixty three bucks. So kind of lost thirty bucks on the void, which sucks, but. Ain't nobody too cool for that, though. Hey, a little come up, but yeah, yeah the the Pittsburgh Maulers, um, <laughs> one week into the season, have already got some drama. So there was a video released of the Pittsburgh Maulers cutting a guy for it was said to be choosing what was it, pizza over the grilled chicken salad or something like yeah. that. Um, the Pittsburgh Maulers released a statement on the um. Forgive me if I pronounce this wrong. Uh, Davion Smith being cut from the team. Um, on the first episode of United by Football, the weekly USFL all-access docuseries on Fox, Davion Smith was shown on camera being cut from our team by Coach Kirby Wilson. The show captures hundreds of hours of film with the intent of providing transparency to fans, but unfortunately, much of the context was left out of this moment. Smith had violated three team rules in a 24-hour span, and this particular incident disrespected a cafeteria worker, which wasn't captured on camera. Smith has subsequently reached out directly to Coach Wilson to apologize and asked to be reinstated to the Maulers roster. So that was the statement made by the Pittsburgh Maulers on Twitter, mm. <clears throat> in which Davion Smith quoted the tweet and said, What rules did I break? Now you're lying on my name? Say less. <sighs> Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's what you get for having like a like a makeshift football league. Yeah, um, that's just a, that's one weekend, and there's already a shit ton of drama. Teams, you know, <laughs> having drama with players. Players calling them out on Twitter. Somebody calling somebody a liar. Like, ah, Lee, man, what's 
week one. You gotta love it, man. It's 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 um it's definitely entertaining. Oh, it's so entertaining. I will say I will say that. Um But I will say you can tell the level of football is different. Oh, for sure. It's so so different. Absolutely. I mean, these are all guys who aren't in the NFL for a reason. It was funny though, because on uh Easter, my brother and I were talking about the uh the USFL and um he's like do you recognize anybody? I'm like, ah, I recognize like a few people, like um, a few names here and there, a few names here and there, but like, not really. He's like, ah, oh, well he's like, I might be able to like, uh, like know some more because he's like, I follow uh college football and like high school recruiting and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I follow college football pretty like intently too, but I'm telling you, you're not going to know that many people. Yeah. And he pulled it up. He's like, yeah, I don't know who the fuck any of these people are. <laughs> And I'm yeah. like, I told you, dude. Like, I, was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fuck with you about that. Now, don't get me, don't get me wrong. There is gonna be, there is gonna be a cat or two who does end up finding their way onto an NFL roster. Yeah, kind of like PJ Walker. Exactly. There's, there's gonna be guys who end up finding their way on the rosters just because of the, of their production. They're like, well, they did it against other, quote unquote, pro guys. So yeah. Um, fucking Pittsburgh Maulers, man. Gonna love them. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, another funny moment. <clears throat> we had uh, Devin Booker making an incredibly tough shot, falling away uh, on the sideline. Made the shot, fell on his bum, slid into the crowd a little bit, and uh, <laughs> the dad sitting in the crowd decided he was going to offer Devin Booker his offspring, <laughs> which is a really makes, weird to say. That makes it sound a lot worse. Pretty much all Devin Booker did, he gave it. He gave a baby a fist bump after he made the shot. <laughs> the dad just like stuck his baby out there. He's like, "Here's my son." And Devin Booker's like, "What's up, dude?" <laughs> gave him a little, gave him some knuckles, and then kept it moving. Very delicate knuckles, also. Yeah, it, it was just like boop, beep, beep. <laughs> nothing, nothing crazy. It wasn't like <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so bad. <laughs> um, yeah, he was just. It was just weird. He was just like, "I don't know what to do." Here's my son. Devin Booker's like, what do you... Bing, bing. That's it. Kept it pushing. It was, just, it was just so funny. Um, Something else I thought was pretty funny. So, the Washington Nationals had paratroopers. Uh-oh. Ziggy. Had paratroopers fly into the stadium uh, before one of their games. And I guess there was some miscommunication between what was going on in the cap- and the rest of the capital. Because there was just a plane flying around that DC had no clue what was what they were doing. I guess they weren't answering the radio or whatever the hell it was. So, uh, so the plane that the people jumped out of to go into the Nationals baseball stadium forced the Capitol building to evacuate. Oh my god! <laughs> because they thought it was like a, they thought it was like a like a threat. Jeez, man. So yeah, the, there was like a there was like a thirty five minute window of time in Washington DC where there was just complete panic, dude. I wonder how much the uh, the Nationals are going to get fined. Probably nothing bad. You know, two point three million. <sighs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Jinx. You give me a kiss. Okay. <laughs> um, also, I'm sure. Like, like, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Uncle Joe was at home. <laughs> they probably had to rush him into the basement real quick. Chocolate, chocolate chip. <laughs> Dude, okay, another funny moment. I saw this earlier in the week. This was just hysterical. Joe Biden finished up a speech and then turned around to give somebody a handshake, and nobody was standing behind him. And he stood there for a good few seconds. He did. did he, he was. I don't. He was looking at whoever was there and was like, "Shake my fucking hand." 
there was nobody standing there. Yeah, but there was nobody standing there. It wasn't like it was just a close up on him, like how it is during like like actual presidential speeches and stuff like that. Like it was like a pretty wide frame shot. You could see a good bit of the stage. There was nobody around him. No, there was nobody inside. I don't know who he. I don't know who he thinks he's talking to. Uh, he's just perpetually confused. He must have like an imaginary friend. I wonder what his name is. Oh, I'm so frightened though. <laughs> like my question is, who's letting their grandfather out of the house to run the country? He shouldn't even be in a house. He should be in a old people institutionalized. Home. Yeah. <laughs> he should be in an old people home. Like, like, like this is like, this is far from a political podcast. This is the furthest thing from a political podcast. Yeah. But then again, at the same time. Like I heard, I heard people bitching about Donald Trump all the time. This was your answer. I think uh, I still think Joe Biden might be able to run the MLB better than Rob Manfred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. At least, uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> Donald Trump could for sure. Joe Biden or Dan Snyder. <laughs> Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'll one up you. Okay, ready? Oh, good gracious. Would you rather have to deal with old senile ass Joe Biden or racist Donald Sterling? That's a tough one. I don't know that there's an appropriate response here. There is no appropriate response. God, because like if you choose, like if you choose Donald Sterling, then you're then you're openly choosing a racist. But if you choose if you choose Joe Biden, then you just you just have to know that he doesn't know that he doesn't know. <laughs> Do I want a coherent racist or an incoherent idiot? Right. I don't know. Like it's like a is it just like to run like a franchise, a snowball shack, raise a hamster? Like what? <laughs> Like, 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 what's at stake here? Uh, does it make a difference? <laughs> yes. <sighs> the snowball shack got you. A snowball shack in the middle of the inner city called the hamster. <laughs> a snowball shack in the stadium called the hamster. I know you said the inner city, but I was just yeah. kind of tying all of them. Uh, <laughs> Joe Biden. <sighs> I can't pick the racist. That's it's against my morals. I'm surprised Joe Biden won. I can't. I can't. I can't do it, man. It's against. I, I morally cannot pick the racist one. Well, yeah, no, I agree with you, but it's like, like there are some times where I'd rather take coherentness over just utter confusion. I don't know. That was neither of them were good options. Oh, absolutely not. I was like at work on uh, the one dry erase board. It said, "Would you rather go to jail for five years or be in a coma for 10? It's like, why the fuck are there the only two options? <laughs> like shoot myself? Is that <laughs> Can I just end it all? Can I be dead forever? Is that an option? <laughs> you, you. <laughs> oh, jeez. Would you rather get shot once in the head? And die immediately or do shot five eyes and chest and bleed to death. Those are my only two options. <laughs> my only two options. Oh man. I love that scene for I love that scene for Moneyball. That's so funny. It's so funny. I don't know how the hell we guys started talking about that, but anyway, it doesn't it doesn't make a difference. Chocolate chocolate chip. Chocolate chocolate chip. <laughs> um 
last thing that I saw, um, I forget the name of the podcast, but it's Steven Jackson and shit. I know which one you're talking about. Um, Steven Jackson and um, two Hoopers. I don't know why I can't think of his name. It's I not, can't. It's not Ron Artest, is it? Not Ron Artest, no. Uh, I could see him too. Matt Barnes. Yes. Ha. Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes. Yes. Um, I was gonna say I know it. I know what you're talking about. They had a very very special guest um on their podcast recently, which I wish we could get on ours. That'd be rad. But uh, Ricky Williams is a little bit too cool for us still. Um, yeah. But they asked Ricky Williams about the about his infamous about about, about the infamous trade that the New Orleans Saints did uh, in order to get him. So I'm about to let me let me pull up the let me pull up that trade from 1999. Uh, hold on, NFL draft. Give me one second here. Oh, yeah. Here we go. No. Okay. Cool. 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 Draft pick trades. So Ricky Williams was drafted fifth overall by the New Orleans Saints. I gotta pull. That's not it. Where is it all? They gave up the farm. Ha, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. So the Washington. So the Washington Redskins actually had the fifth overall pick, and they ended up trading that number five pick to the Saints in exchange for number 12, number 71, 107, 144, 179, 218, and then they also got in return two picks the following year, which ended up turning out to be number 64 and number two. (laughs) So the New Orleans Saints traded every single draft pick they had in 1999 and their first and third round pick in ni- in in the in the 2000 draft in order to get Ricky Williams and they asked they asked Ricky Williams uh hey if the Saints called you and they said hey we're going to do this trade in order to go get you um what would you what would you have said to them you would have said fucking don't fucking don't just don't do it um, so I thought I, I I thought that was something that was funny, like 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 po- possibly the biggest trade, the biggest draft day trade in NFL history. Yeah, it's huge around one single player. Um, <laughs> that might be the worst trade in NFL history. That might be because it, like if you think about it, the Redskins got. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll read off some of the names that Washington ended up drafting. Um, with that twelfth pick, they took Cade McNown. That's a baller. Uh, 71st, they drafted Dwayne Bates. 107, they took Nate Stimson. 144, they took Corey Samuel. 179, they took Desmond Clark. This is a fake name. 218, they took Billy Miller. <laughs> Bill Mill. Bill Mill. And then the next year, second overall, they took LeVar Arrington. So that turned out to be a that's pretty, a dog. That's a good one. And then number 64, they took Lloyd Harrison. I've heard of one name. LeVar Arrington. That's it. Yep, that's it. Any of you, like, anybody that's a Washington fan, if some of those guys ended up turning out to be pretty good for the team, let us know. Let us know, please, because... 
that just seems like that might be the worst trade ever. It seems like it might have been the worst usage of picks ever. Right. Oh, here we go. Literally, the same day. The Bears trade their f- first round pick. Oh my gosh. They're... What the hell? Oh God. Okay. The Bears trade their first round pick, which was 7th overall, to the Redskins in exchange for their 12th overall pick, which was Cade McNown, the 3rd round pick, Dwayne Bates, their original 4th round pick, which was Warwick Holdman. Oh, easy, easy. H-O-L-D-M-A-N, not H-O-L-E-M-A-N. Um, number 143, Jerry Wisney. That's not important. And then third round pick, their third round pick in 2000, Dustin Lehman, to trade all those guys away to the Bears in exchange for their number seven overall pick, which happened to be a guy by the name of Champ Bailey. Never heard of him. <laughs> that's, that's insane. Jesus, man. So they got Champ Bailey and LeVar Arrington out of two picks. That's nuts. That's why, that's why I never heard of any of those guys. I'm at least tapped in a little bit with the Washington organization. <laughs> tapped in. I follow them. I do know who LeVar Arrington and Champ Bailey are, though. That's about it. Yeah. It'd be weird if you didn't. The rest of those guys? Couldn't fucking tell you. Never heard of them. Also, I just... How, you, you said uh, it was H-O-L-D-M-A-N, and then you said H-O-L-E-M-A-N. Not H-O-L-E-M-A-N. You know that my name does not have an E in it, right? <clears throat> all right, so that's all we got for today. That's, that's all we got for today. <laughs> You're like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's almost dinner time, man. What it can, is. What can I say? We got one last thing. Um, we have something in the mailbox from Reno. He wants to know: Is the USFL the quote-unquote minor league of the NFL? If it is, God help us. If it is, God help us. I don't think it is. I think it's just another. No. It's it's something for us to watch when Bingo. sports is kind of dead. Um. And uh, I think if any league is going to be the minor league for the NFL, I think it's going to be the XFL. <sighs> um, but hey, I, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I mean, I mean, the, like the talent level in the in the in the in the USFL, a lot of these guys were just practice squad players. It's not like they were fringe, like fringe players. Like they, they were practice squad players. They never they never suited up anything like that. They were on rosters just in case of emergencies. Yeah. And now they're getting their opportunity to go ahead and pl- continue to play the game that they love. So I don't think this ends up turning into anything huge. Um, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it folds after three years. Yeah, I mean, just nothing competes with the NFL. Right. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean, at this point now, nobody's attempting to compete with the NFL because they're so. I mean, I mean, they're they're huge. Yeah. They're absolutely huge. Um, I mean, I mean, they make more money annually than some entire countries do. It's fair. I mean, I, I think their least valuable team is, comes in at over a billion dollars. Yeah. So think about it. They have, they have 32... Uh, there's a word I'm looking for. Sugar. Any sugar. Um... I don't know what you're aiming for. Shit. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Anyway, they, 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 have, they, have, they have 32 entities in their, in their business that are worth over a billion dollars alone. Nobody's going to compete with that. The whole thing is, is that spring would make a great time for football to be played. And now people are just trying to find a way for that in order to happen. 
Yeah. And and that's all the USFL is. <clears throat> I don't think it will ever be affiliated with the NFL. It's not like the NFL is looking to take on new teams or anything like that. Like, no. th- like 32 is a perfect amount for the NFL. Um, so I think this would just be an opportunity for another league to thrive next to the NFL if it got enough backing and got enough good players. Yeah. I think I did see something about the NFL and the XFL partnering up to um, develop either players or coaches. I thought I, I thought I saw something about that a little while ago, maybe the end of last week, early this week. I don't know. It's all kind of been jumbled together. But Now, with that said, I mean, when the USFL first started back in the 80s, 70s or 80s or whatever it was, when Donald Trump was the commissioner of it, did you know that? Uh, I did not know that he was the commissioner, but I know this is not the first go-round of the USFL. Yeah, so the first go-round, he was the commissioner of the USFL. Interesting. Um, which, yeah, I, 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 always, I always thought that was interesting, too. But um, a lot of things that the USFL did, the NFL actually ended up taking and implementing into, their, into what they do. Same thing when the XFL started uh, back in the early 2000s. That was something that um, a, lot, a lot of the things the NFL took and implemented into what they do in, in day-to-day business. So, I mean, this is just an opportunity for the NFL. I mean, the NFL is kind of just going to see, okay, well, they're doing this and this and this. Fans like this. Why don't we try that too? It, it gives the NFL an opportunity to go ahead and continue to grow and become, the, and become this huge and to continue to be this huge league that they are. And it gives a lot of small-time guys who, who got overlooked by a lot of, uh, a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. It gives them the opportunity to try and um, do something with what they have going on, like do something with their, with their career and continue playing the game that they love as well. Right. I mean, I like it. I like the USFL. I think it's, uh, I think it's good. Um, gives us something to watch, man. Gives us something to watch. I think all football is good football, so oh, I'm here for it. Well, not all football is good football. I mean, that's true. Pee wee football kind of mm, it's rough. Fuck the kids. <laughs> Fuck kids. Fuck them kids. <laughs> but uh, oh, that's gonna do it for us here, Chief. You got to get out of here, get the dinner. I got to get home and uh, do some studying. Ah, yeah, it's cool stuff. Sarah's not coming over today. It's only Thursday. Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. Sure is. So we're going to get the heck going out of here, and uh, we will catch you guys next week. Poppy, you have fun this weekend. Don't drink too much. Someone's got to carry the load for for Tyler here. I have to make sure that he's not – I have to make sure he's a good boy. Nah, it seems like it's Andrew's problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see see what happens. Oh shit! Yeah, well, I'll 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 tell everybody all about it next week. I love it. I'm I think everyone's here for it. <laughs> uh yeah, but we'll catch you guys. I'll uh, catch you guys next week. Y'all have a good weekend. See ya.